You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Down podcast episode one one two. How's it going, bro? Good to see you, man. Yeah, you look see tired, you too, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm. How's I'm the homeschooling going? Uh, what's that? How's the homeschooling going, man? Yeah, not so good. Not so uh, good. Uh, tough, huh? Thank God for teachers. <laughs> <laughs> look forward to them being able to get back to work in person, man. Because um, yeah, it's. Uh, that's kind of rough, especially for my son, you know, someone who really uh, does well with routine mm. and, you know, it seems like it's something different each day. Uh, and then his, he have, you know, he's emailing back and forth between his teacher and just recently his teacher kind of sent like a really curt email back that was like, dude, you're sending this to a kid, you know? And we found out there's some other, you know, complaints like that, but, Dude, I can't imagine what it must be like to be a teacher right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I hate work. dealing with emails. I hate, you know, being on a computer. And these guys went from, you know, being able to see these kids in person, getting such good energy from them. You know, there's a neuroplasticity to that. Being a teacher, when you're teaching kids and you're doing something good like that, you feel really good. But, you know, now that they're on the computer, um, I can't imagine it's just nowhere near the same. You know, totally, man. Um, and it got to be, it has to be tough, especially, you know, if you're like me and you hate working on computers, they went from being, doing something they love to now dealing with something that's so technical. And now instead of, you know, talking to kids in person and hearing their, their problems in person, they're having to email them, you know, <laughs> that sounds horrible. Oh, you know, what's crazy though. My 10 year old kids emailing his teacher, you know what I mean? About a problem. It's like, dude, I, I can't imagine me at 10 years old trying to, you know, my mind was all over the place, partially dyslexic and everything. <laughs> you want to get me to email a, a teacher at 10 years old? Good luck with that. Oh. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. I feel you. It's like a totally different uh, uh, landscape than uh, even when I was a kid, man. Like, I remember when we got our first, like, computers. We got the iMac inside the uh, computer labs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we, like, would go to the computer lab class. It would be, like, a special treat, basically. And uh, um, it's so funny because at that time, I remember the teachers would all monitor us. And then like, uh, if, if they, if we, you know, the teacher wanted to look what's on our screen, these little eyes would appear in the corner of our uh, iMac, you know what I mean, back in the day. But again, <laughs> it's so like now- creepy, man. <laughs> but I would say that seems so like, it's so like uh, just basic compared to now. Kids, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of these schools, they get to check out their personal like laptops and everything like that. They get to take it home. You, you know, I mean, I, I think some schools are like that, right? It's just totally different, man. What happened to the, you know- Wonder years, uh, high school. Well, you know, what does concern me about this whole Zoom meeting things with, with online classes and stuff are these creepos, sickos out there that can somehow hack into, you know, computers and systems and into the, the cameras, you know, like on kids' computers and then access them when, when they're not even doing it. So it's like they're checking your kid out, you know, whenever they want, whenever your kid's on the computer. 
I mean, that's yeah. an actual possibility. And also, you know, it's interesting, man. As far as I understand, like, <laughs> I don't like that, man. Yeah, I don't like that either. But as far as I, uh, I see these kids, it's like, dude, their computer games are on the uh, the computer. You know what I mean? They want to play Fortnite, right? They want to play whatever they're playing these days, you know? And the parents want to limit their screen time because it's just like they don't want – even myself, man. I don't want myself being on the phone. I'm happy I have that little, like, n- a notice that tells me how many fucking hours in the day I've, like, wasted, <laughs> like, staring at this screen. Oh, yeah, like, screen time report. Yeah, right? yeah but I, the I thing enjoy is, seeing that. Yeah, the thing is, like, I if look you're, forward to mine being zero. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. I'm like six fucking hours. You gotta be kidding me. You know what I mean? The oh, thing is, dude. <laughs> usually, usually, I'm doing stuff like while I'm doing stuff. But anyways, I'm just saying, like, imagine it's like you you want to limit that screen time, and they got to actually do all the schoolwork in in the fucking on the screen too. So, it, like I said, it's yeah. just a challenging time. Messing man. up their eyes as well. You know what I mean? But you know, you know what also what? has me right now, dude. It's it's September 29th. Um, tonight is the first presidential, uh, geriatric debate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, dude, I'm a little tired. I, I didn't mean to actually say geriatrical. It was in my mind. But well, well, the good thing is, is, dude, both these guys are, I mean, mid and upper seventies is ridiculous. We're having these guys represent America. You know well, what, for, for decades now, and I'm just going to go hard on it now just because I don't like the choices we have. You know what I mean? We don't need a president anymore. We really do not need a president anymore. We don't. You yeah. know, all it does at this point, if you have a country that has free religion, how can you have a president? You know what I mean? That With the internet, in man. one of those religions, you know? I mean, that's, that's technically against what the whole thing is, is you know? If you're going to be free religion, you have to be believing in all the religions, and then it just doesn't make sense to have one person representing all these people. Anyway, yeah, I, think like a, I should just stop there. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know, the good thing is we we're smart tonight because uh, we actually scheduled the podcast so we don't have to fucking yeah, get Yeah, dude, that's you told me earlier today. You're like, hey, man, you want to reschedule? So I'm like, dude, I can't watch it because I just, you know, I said I don't want to have a mental breakdown. But what I meant by this is I just don't want to get angry because yeah, if no. I watch it, I'll just get angry. I'll get angry and I'll just be like, how, how did we end up with these two guys as a choice? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like why, why are we leaving it up to these two mid and upper 70 guys to be president? I, I'm just, I'm, I, you know what, you know, what's fun though. I, I'm going to pull a segue right here. Like contests that are, uh, you know, pop, it's like a popularity contest these days for, uh, you, you know, you know, these types of, uh, debates. Right. And then, uh, our elections these days, you know, but you know, who else has been running a cool contest actually in, uh, the uh, street art world, man, is yeah, uh, smack, smack, man. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, he had this really cool paste up contest, right? And uh, uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about it today. I see him in the waiting room already right now. But uh, it's just like you know, talk about like you know, uh, fun contest instead of this fucking lame one that we have. <laughs> this popularity contest of like two two old guys, uh, you know, telling us. <laughs> right you know so i'm happy to lies you know what i mean at this point each side has some lies to them you know what i mean <laughs> neither side is completely truthful you know and I, I just love how kamal and um biden they released their tax returns today right and they're like hey we we, <laughs> we made three million dollars and we paid this much in taxes i'm thinking like how the fuck is a public servant making like that much money oh okay it's it's uh it's it's their spouse they're doctors 
dude, I know doctors, they don't fucking make that much money and either, you know what I mean? But it's just crazy. Yeah, how- it depends on what, which line they're in. Which you're right. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, just, it depends. <laughs> you know what I mean? If but- you're a social worker doctor, you ain't going to make anything. You know what I yeah. mean? If you're doctors across borders or whatever, you're not making anything, but you know, certain depends. Yeah, you, certain you can make a good amount of money, make, of course. Make a good amount of money. Believe me, my brother's a doctor, I know. <laughs> but you know what? Don't don't hate on people that make money though. You yeah, know? you're right. Don't I'm hate on back people in, that make I... money that don't pay taxes, that pay more in taxes to other countries. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I, I want to let Smack in because I'm sure he has something to say about this, man. So, it, or maybe he doesn't have anything and he'll like save us from the, you know, yeah, talking about. We're, on, we're digressing. We're totally <laughs> digressing right now. Holy. <laughs> All right. Let's let him in. Let's, let me let him in. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. To the song playing on the radio. Welcome, Smack. There he is. How's it going? Hey there, how you doing? Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I think I got you. How y'all doing? Awesome, doing man. Good. With with the look and everything, dude. I, I was <laughs> I was expecting uh, uh you know it, that look to come on, man. I love it, dude. So iconic, dude. Thank you for joining us today, bro. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, man. Jeez, man so we, where are you joining us from today? Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Okay, and it looks from the looks of it, it looks like you're in your studio. Well, yeah, where I do most of my work. Uh, this is a good angle of uh, the mess I don't have. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, dude. Me too. I got well, you know that's why it's up in a way. <laughs> Mine is always the same as yours. Got a little bit of the ceiling in because any further down than this is uh is is a big mess see there you go <laughs> well you're telling us that you're preparing for a show right yes yes uh me and my crew members from uh, the dts uh we have uh seven members in our city and uh yeah we're preparing for a show here in, uh, on the 10th uh it's uh seven people in the show so we're kind of a little compact where we're at but we're working on it we're putting in a lot of work hell yeah makes people uh, want to see Hell yeah, man. So, uh, where, so ha- uh, where are you going to have the, the show? What kind of a location is it? Oh, uh, my, uh, we, have a, we have a gallery on um, East 5th Street. A, a buddy of mine's opening up. So this is a, their uh, first show that they're throwing. It's uh, Paradox Productions. And um, it's on East 5th, very downtown, um, 902 East 5th Street. Uh, it's the heart of the city. Great location. Okay. Yeah, so nice. we're really stoked. It's a good, it's a good spot to have. I'm going to pull up the flyer. How, how big is, the, is this? I'm sorry. Go ahead, James. I'm going to pull up the flyer real quick because I just kind of like love this flyer that you guys did. It's very... Uh, um... Ah, Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> there you go. There you oh, go. Nice. So I wanted to pull that up real quick <laughs> just to share with the audience. It, it, um, we also have a video on um, my crew member TV head ATX where it's a full-blown video of us doing the Reservoir Dogs walk towards the promo for the show. It's really nice. Really uh, nice. I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Give me one second. I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing this gentleman right here is TV head, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one with the uh, TV that is actually yeah encompassed in his head. That's it. Yeah, that's a 3D TV that his head goes up inside, huh? Oh, it's an actual television. It's it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right, as it I, work, as I'm pulling up, everything. 
Hell yeah. As I'm pulling That's it up. That's a good mask too, you know. You, you get to kind of cover your, uh, you know, your identity that way. And it's, it's clever. No, it's As I'm pulling this up, man, um, how did you and your crew meet, man? Because this seems like a motley crew of uh, fun characters I look forward to getting to know a little bit more about, man. I see, you know, Cat's Cult, uh, Joke, a lot of these guys. I mean, like, I see them on Instagram and stuff like that. How did you guys all get together? Are you guys all from Texas? Uh, we're all in the same city right now. Um, joke, um, when I met him, he initially uh, was selling canvases out of uh, our Hope uh, outdoor gallery. We had a spot in town where you could spray paint um that was that they shut down about a year ago but we had a legal wall in town for a good while where we could all go paint if we wanted to and i, nice. I met him he was selling canvases up front that was his whole thing but amazing artist and his canvas work is great but he does great graffiti as well awesome. um, the other guys uh, are just i kind of met around town just people that i admired their work uh people that i thought when i was on the same level with i approached them and and they were all very willing to work together. Um, everybody's very different. We have a lot of different styles in the group, but as a whole, when we meet together, everything really meshes very well. And I've been in a lot of groups and this one, it's just perfect. We have a camaraderie, it's a friendship, and uh, we all want to move forward and get better as artists. Hell yeah, nice, man. I, man. What's, what's just, uh, I mean, what are the age ranges of, of guys, just roughly? <laughs> You're talking about 25 to, I want to say maybe 60. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dig that, man. We got people that. I mean, you would actually include the old man me in there, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting. I'm working on my sixth decade right now. Um, I mean, that's the that's the hardest way to say I'm I'm 51. I think, right? I'm I'm working on my sixth decade, but it's true. <laughs> it is but, true. Yeah, that's, that... I found I got into the the graffiti and art community. That actually, the majority of the people doing the work are up there in the age. It's not so many young people, from what I can tell. I run into a lot of people. Uh, That's because kids these days that are young are freaking out, man. They're so damn busy trying to figure out what the hell to do with the crazy world. I don't blame them. Yeah, I think a lot of us we actually settle ourselves down, find out that you know this is where we want to go, and I think that's why some people get into it a little later than others. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, I think um, you know nowadays a lot of the uh, younger generation, they have so much different stuff to do. And, uh, you know, they might get turned on to, I think, you know, graffiti and street art a little bit later on in their life, even through this podcast or through going to one of your shows, man. You, you know, I mean, that's, I feel like. They're not as like, active either. You know what I mean? Like the, the younger, the kids, the younger generation, it seems as time goes by more and more, um, kids are less uh, apt to go out and actually protest and, and go outside and do it. They may protest when they're, you know, on their Instagram or their social media or whatever, but to actually go out in person and do something. Facts. Um, I think maybe that's why there are more uh, older people that are doing the the, the graffiti and, and, and street art. Well, the street um, art's a great way to kind of get your word out. Like, um, otherwise, most of us wouldn't have a voice. And as a street artist, you, you can put your voice anywhere and everybody has to see it, whether they like it or not. So uh, that's point, man. a big thought to me. Uh, kind of, I know my art isn't exactly very political at times, but uh, I'll go through my moments where I want to go out and put something out and make a statement of that sort. And I, my, my art's kind of open to that and I can do that if I want to. Well, well, dude, these days to do anything political is you're either preaching to the choir or you're, you're really not going to make a difference. You know what I mean? You're just gonna, you're going to get some people angry or something like that. You know what I mean? But the, the base that is out there right now, you're not going to budge them with any kind of artwork or anything. So I've been actually, I've been trying to do stuff that is more, 
you know, uh, peaceful oriented, you know, like animals and, and, you know, instead of going after political, I go after ideas and, and health and taking care of people and stuff just because like right now it's, it's so polarized and, and divisive. You know, I found, I looked at the, the post I was putting up and what it was, you know, accomplishing and it was nowhere near what I want to accomplish, you know, with what I'm going to do. So it's a waste of energy and everything. So that for me, that's why I, you know, I totally understand. And, and I think it's, it's good that you have a balance. Everyone has their own balance, you know? Um, so taking it way back though, how did you, uh, how did you get into doing art originally? Uh, it sounds silly, but I, I worked in a warehouse with conveyor belts and, uh, um, I always did draw back in the day at my house, but we had the stuff for the conveyor belts called belt dressing. And when you sprayed it, it left a mark on the belt. So I want to say for a good five years, I'm spraying on a kit with a, with a sticky can on a conveyor belt. And I got really good at it. The point <laughs> I, people were like, you need to go spray paint somewhere and try it out. And you got your can control from the conveyor belt. Yes, it was a, a <laughs> That's one of the most original thing. things I've ever heard. Yeah, no, really, really. It was with a can on a conveyor belt. Dude, because you, you know how, like, I, I know that's original. Right now I'm typing in belt dressing art and there's no, nothing <laughs> coming up. So I... I <laughs> I, I I know this is fucking something special, man. Dude, and, okay, but uh, so 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 you started off with that. Um, now, what wh what were you doing at that? What was that warehouse like? What type of warehouse was it? Is just just curious. Uh, it's just uh, well, I packages packages without saying the company. Okay, okay, you know, okay. Just That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man, dude. So so basically, you, you like you started and then you're like dude i'm pretty damn good at this i, I need to take this to the street basically right is, is that kind of how it started uh, when you were younger like when you were a kid uh you know no, when i was a kid i was a doodle master i mean i didn't really pay attention in class i was the guy on the books just drawing bart simpson or whatever i wanted mm, the whole thing yeah. that's pretty much what i did um i got older started working a little much and kind of got away from that but when i got this got to hitting the walls yeah, it, it changed everything. It's, I'm, I'm completely obsessed with this. Place. It's interesting, though, because people know you as a paster, man. And then you're talking, you're talking about, um, you're talking Dude, about, you yeah, know. Once you, you never know what someone's roots are. You okay, know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> I had a you just see something, something you, to me and that's what you back. see the first time. You never know. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Smack. Yeah, it's something that kind of happened to me that kind of drew me more to the posters than the paint. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We'd love that to hear a version of that bit. story, a safe version. Yeah, that's just the, the the short version. Yeah, something happened there, and I just decided to stick more with the posters these days. Yeah, you know that. that I think for those of you who can't figure out what the hell we're talking about, I'm sure probably what happened was Smack was spraying somewhere, and you know some uh, law enforcement probably rolled up on him, and a situation happened, and that's what maybe helped to uh, change the the medium for that particular uh, outlet. Well, I was doing both, but now it's definitely centered towards the posters, and um, I'm actually better at it. I'm not going to butter it up for anybody. I think I know what I'm good at and what I'm not. But hey, I, I dude, that's one of the things, you know, an artist, about being an artist is knowing what your strengths are, you know, and knowing which mediums help you to uh, express what it is you want to express. One of the things... Yeah, I this one, I, it's a whole lot easier, I see, from the poster aspect to get your works out as well. Um, I love doing graffiti, but a lot of it is done under bridges, and it's kind of a smaller following. And for, I, I see that it would be difficult for somebody that just did graph to really get out and get their artwork noticed without getting in some sort of trouble. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, and, and one of the reasons why they do graffiti 
you know, is, is all about risk and reward, you know, and like the real, real OG guys, like they don't even take pictures of their stuff, you know, they just go and they just do something. And, but you know, that type of lifestyle, the, the means for that are completely different from what other people have, you know, some people want to use their artwork to help them make money and convey a message. And that's a completely different thing. So, um, you know, it's, it's all about figuring out which one of these avenues you want to take. Um, well, so when was the first time you started getting up in the streets? When, how old were you when you first started getting up in the streets? Oh no, it was very, if I gave you an age, you would laugh, but yeah, it was definitely later. Um, yeah, it was later. Later. I didn't do that. It was, it was like, later. I, I, um, without giving away my age too much, I have kids and they're pretty much getting there where I got a little more free time on my hands. And that's when I started getting mm. out doing Hey, that's not an okay. uncommon story, man. I, I actually, uh, I feel like, you know, you know, a lot of people starting later on, not everybody's like one of those, we've had a lot of different, you know, artists on this show. And some people are like, hey, I started as a teenager. You know what I mean? And some people it's kind of like, hey, later on in life, I found this little niche and uh, found this little community. And then like, I kind of just- Well, Smack, I'm, for me, it was because of my kids that I got started. There you go. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I'll you I was like 41 years old, you know, and, and my twins were born and the wife showed me an article in the newspaper talking about how they're taking money out of the education budget here in California and taking arts out of school. And I'd already, you know, saw and I wanted to do something. I just couldn't come up with anything, you know? Um, so when my wife showed me that, I'm like, okay, it's time for me to start doing some graffiti, you know? And, and um, you know, so that's at the age of 41. That's when I get started. And now my, you know, my twins, my, <laughs> yeah, my twins are 10 years old. So I'm 51 years old now, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, dude, it, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, it, it matters if you think it matters, of course, but, um, you know, uh, to me, all, all that matters is, is getting up in the streets and what you're getting up. And, you know, we like to, to get to know the artist to, to try to figure out why it is that they, they put up the images that they put up. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's part of, uh, of, of getting to know you. Um, so my question is, how did you come up with the, uh, the image that I've seen so much on your Instagram? Um, and it, it, for those of you who are not watching right now, he basically looks exactly like this, uh, graphic image, um, like more so than anyone I've ever, we've ever had on, um, and it's, it looks like, a, um, I guess, either it's like a, a bowling ball or a bomb with a, with a red bucket hat on it. Well, I initially, uh, when I started drawing uh, on the graffiti scene, I was drawing Jabberwockies. Mm, um, Jabberwockies, okay. I, I like the fact that I was going with the whole hip-hop kind of uh, culture with my art. Um, and somewhere down the way, I drew that circle character, and I got a good response from that. And then one day I put the hat on the character and it was over with everybody just lost it but it's just stuck in sense dude i actually I, I totally did not know that the jabberwockies had this uh had this character kind of thing going on and i see the influence but yours is totally different actually you know what i mean so that, that's yeah, that's really I was like that i was actually trying to draw the actual jabberwockies which looked a little more like the mask and stuff but, yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah yeah that's that cool image, yeah, I could see. No, what, what, I didn't even know what a Jabberwocky was. I think I heard the term, but I didn't know what it. A Jabberwocky. Like, so I, yeah. uh, it's a dance crew. Yeah, they're a dance crew. They actually like. 
Um, you, you know, they're actually from uh, uh, Southern California area, Irvine area. I know some of these guys, they went to UC Irvine and stuff like that back in the day. Um, but these guys blew up, man. You, you know what I mean? That's super cool. That Are you into dancing yourself, bro? Oh, I, I got two left feet, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You're into hip-hop, basically, though, right? Yes, I, okay. I, I, grew, up, I grew, with, grew up with hip-hop my whole life, so yeah, I'm all about it. <clears throat> I always got to ask, man, since you grew up, you grew up in Texas, Austin, basically, right? Well, I didn't initially live in Austin. I grew up in South Texas along the border, which is extremely different than Austin. Mm. Very, uh, how do I say it? It's just a little behind the times when I was there. I'm sure with the internet and stuff, not so much these days, but where I grew up as a kid, it was a little, a little, little backwards to say the least. Now, now your fam, I mean, are you, is your, uh, family background mexican basically yes yes I'm okay sorry. are you are you first generation did your parents move here or did you uh like how how long has your family been here no no my family's been here a good four generations see that's very interesting man because i wanted to bring up something we had another guy that's from texas originally uh on the podcast as well and his art is very very controversial uh sabo i don't know if you ever heard of this guy before I have not. He's like a right-wing Republican um, uh, street artist, basically. And, uh, you know, it's funny because he has a very similar uh, kind of family background as you, like many generation Mexican, kind of like living in Texas, you, you know what I mean? And I, I can tell you right now, it's just like his art is so like, uh, in, in my book, it's kind of annoying, dude. Like, <laughs> but, but he makes it like provocative. There you go. Very provocative. <laughs> he, he recently, I recently posted, he, 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 uh, he has very like uh, provoc. Here, let me just show you this recent piece that we posted. He's very that active, though. He's very active in the streets. Um, and well, where is he at? He, he's out of What's Los that? Angeles. He's out of Los. He's out of Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, he's out of LA. His, but he his grew Instagram up in. Is his Instagram is unsavory agents. This guy keeps um, on changing his. his uh, it's actually Sabo Art again now. But here, let me oh, just. Oh really? Yeah. So the okay. yeah, this, art is S -A -B -O. yeah, this sticker that not like yeah. the uh, tank round, which is S A B O T. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I just wanted to yeah, you see, he laughed, he laughed. <laughs> I just okay, this is the most recent post I posted on LA. I mean, we had our uh, we, we had a meeting and we we're like, hey, people have been sending this to us. Like, should we post this or not? It's kind of like controversial in the sense because, like, you know, most most street artists they tend to lean like left. You know, you know what I mean in terms of um, yes, in terms Especially of uh, here in LA. Yeah, exactly. Right, and then it's like funny because I was like, hey man, we've always just posted what's out on the street. It's it's not like hey like Democrat street art or bipartisan. If you're gonna be <laughs> LA street art gallery, if you're <laughs> gonna be LA street art gallery then you have to be bipartisan, okay? This isn't LA Street Art Gallery left side. You know what I mean? We just document. The Democratic LA Street Art Gallery, you know? So you gotta, if you're gonna cover it, cover it. And you know what? Let people say what they're gonna say. Exactly. <clears throat> and, and you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe just say, hey, you know what? We don't necessarily, uh, you know, agree with this, but they shouldn't even have to say that. As LA Street Art Gallery, you're just putting up the, the art that is in the streets <clears throat> of LA. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Those of you who are hating on that post, I understand why you're hating on it. And it's good. That's good that you're voicing your opinion. Just make sure that when you're voicing your opinion and you're angry or whatever, that you're not angry at LA Street Art Gallery. Okay? <laughs> That's all. Like, you know what's funny to me? It's just like, look, we posted a picture of 
teaches piece that had Trump coming out of a horse's ass. <laughs> okay. As a bull's ass. Out of a, bull, out of, out of a horse. Sorry, if you out of knew a bull. your anatomical structure, you would know that, okay? Sorry. <laughs> out of a bull's ass. And you know what? Nobody said, hey, take that down. I mean, give it, it's like I said, to me, it's like the same realm of like, humor like you, you know what i mean like we're mock- gra- that was some graphic shit i mean literally <laughs> literally that's and that's what my like, son says literally it was and, the way the and, word actually means it it was and i'm that, just saying that artwork stay up because i know in, in texas that type of art it, regardless of what side you're on is going to last about two minutes on the street because somebody's going to come by mad and just rip it off regardless <laughs> um so you know, it's funny when you put up the type of art here. We already know that you know it's it's really timed. It it's got an expiration date. It ain't gonna be there too long. Oh yeah, actually, you know what's funny is that. Anyways, the reason I brought Sabo up is because like I just think it's really interesting that he comes from a very similar family background. I mean, many generation Mexican or whatever you know, kind of like. Um, and then like uh, like I said, it's just like this guy. He, I, I can already tell that his art is like so much different from your. I know you don't get too political, man, like, or anything like that too often. You, you, you know what I mean? But I, I just think it's like very interesting that different, uh, you know, the same environment can actually breed different types of uh, art a lot of times. You, you know well, what I mean? Just say, uh, I'm the one in my family that ain't the Trumper is the funny thing. My dad is die hard. My brother, I, oh, you should see our Thanksgivings. It's just like a full blown war. Uh, oh, no. But, uh, but yeah, it, it there's a we're in Texas, and yeah, um, it's, I, I have conversations with everybody, and well, it's uh, just different here, I guess. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, very, I'm, left. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not on the right at all. Um, well, I hey, you know to, what? I, I, that's why one of my biggest problems with the leadership right now is how divisive um, he has made politics. You know, you like, can't have a conversation. Um, I'm in Austin, Texas. It's a college town. When I got here, we would have these political talks amongst each other and wouldn't tear each other's, you know, tear into each other or get angry. Um, you can't go into too many conversations with anybody without there. You, you can see in their face them immediately turning off. The the conversation's over the minute you say anything about the other side, and it, it's what it's what it is now. And it, you know, it's it's sad. I I don't like it. I like to talk and that's yeah. yeah people exactly i, I, I do. that's my biggest problem is that you know we've we've not only do we have a, a culture coming up that is hypersensitive you know like it, sometimes i'm so afraid to you know approach certain things to say it's like i gotta do like a five paragraph preface before i say what i'm gonna say you know just making sure i don't piss off somebody you know um <laughs> Zach, <laughs> um, I gotta let's go back real quick. I kind of got lost track. We we're talking about hip hop uh, uh, for a second, man. And growing up in Texas, I gotta ask you, man, like which rappers were you were influencing you? Because everybody here on the West Coast, man, I mean, it's a certain vibe, you know what I mean. But on te- in Texas, is a whole set of different heroes, man. In my opinion, you, you know. So uh, just curious, like who? Austin's a little bit different. Austin's a little bit different than the rest of Texas. Well, um, when I was a kid, there wasn't really uh, what they call. Um, a South Coast rap. Yeah. It didn't show up. Dirty South. So yeah. We were influenced by New York and LA. You know, I was a lot of LL Cool J. But actually, Sir Mix a Lot was a big influence on me. Um, the Ghetto Boys, I guess they're out of Houston. They 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 were they're a part of it as well. My mom's um, playing tricks on me, man. Hell yeah, that's classic. 
and it sounds silly, but the two live crew, I, I'm a biggest fan of the two live crew. Hell yeah. It's very inappropriate, but as, as a kid, it made me laugh my ass off and I, I think the music was great. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's funny. You're right. They didn't have the, uh, there, there wasn't that many like Houston rappers, Texas rappers, like back in the day. So they two live crew. Around the late 90s, but as a kid, when I got really influenced by rap, it was, it was a lot of New York, LA. Yeah, but, but I'm talking about Miami. It's kind of like representative of the early South. So you're talking about two live crew, that kind of like dirty, raunchy stuff well, that the South yeah, is known for. Thing when I was a kid, everybody had huge speakers in the car, and if it banged, they had some bass. They were going about it. So that whole bass Miami scene was a big thing in Texas. Um, so yeah, we did that. That I'll say we did get a, a big influence from Miami because they did have that type of music coming out of there. Oh yeah, dude! You said you, uh, you know, I immediately knew that you were influenced a little bit by LL Cool J because the Kangol hat, dog. You, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> LL's a big part of it. He, dude, people don't know, yeah. man. LL back in the day was like the hardest fucking rapper. You know, when he came out with like "Mama Said Knock You Out," dude, that shit was like so hard, man. Like people didn't understand. You know what I mean? Because he had this duality even before people like Tupac did. It's like. On one hand, he had like, I need love. And on the other hand, he had like, mama said, knock you out. You know what I mean? So he was like one of these first rappers that actually was able to like do the ladies man thing and also be hard, man. So like, I don't know, LL doesn't get enough respect because he kind of like later on went into movies and like kind of did whatever, you know, he's yeah. doing like Oprah or whatever, <laughs> right? So, uh, but, but yeah, man, I just, I'm just saying shout out to LL, man. Shit, dude, you know, LL is always like one of the greatest in my opinion, man. Um, but yeah, anyways, dude, I, let's talk a little bit about your art, man. A few things I want to kind of like give you a big ups on, man. To organize any sort of contest amongst like... We pasters. no idea. No, I do. That's why I'm giving you big ups, man, because I wouldn't even fuck with it. You, you, you know what I mean? Because like the, the amount of ego... Smack, that my, my friend here tried to put on an art show, okay, in the city of industry... It was going to be a wonderful thing. He had a great space. Nice. I mean, like 26 foot high ceilings. It was amazing. Had all our you know, local artists come in and, and hit the walls all the way up to 26 feet. I mean, it was awesome, dude. And then, uh, you know, like applied for a permit and everything, you know, crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's, took care of all the details and everything. And somehow, somehow city of industry fucked it up. <laughs> and, not only did they fuck it up, but they sent some cops over there and tried to arrest uh, my friend James here. <laughs> and if I hadn't been like, you know, watching these guys, because what they did was they, they took James and they walked him off and they were going to try to, you know, get him caught up in something, you know what I mean? And saying something or doing something wrong or whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to at least go along as a witness because I'm not going to let them entrap, entrapment. That was the word I'm trying to think of, right? And sure enough, man, they, these guys said a couple of racial things and I called them on it, you know, and then they're like, okay, well, um, you know, uh, and then they still wrote him a ticket. He had to go to court, um, you know, about three, $4,000 later, um, you know, he's got this ticket from the cops that says art show on it. That's the violation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, but okay, so scary. I got a couple of weeks, guys. Because of alcohol, um, someone put a post up of like you know, twenty uh, something dollar all you can drink or something like that, and so that flagged something. 
Well, but then they were like, no, there's not going to be any drinks. It's just this, that, or whatever, you know? And, and then it was like a trash thing, like a trash permit or something like that. <laughs> but long story short, dude, don't try to throw an art show in the city of industry, okay? Because fuck these guys, man. Hold on, man. That just pisses me off. So <laughs> but, anyway, getting back to your, your uh, content. But what I'm saying, no what I was saying. No here at all. <laughs> what I'm saying, Smack, is that actually – uh, Teach was talking about this like venue and then, uh, you know, we got a bunch of people to just come in to um, to kind of do their thing. You, you know, I mean, we had, a, we had a huge wall. Right. And then I'm saying that just dealing with the egos of people putting stuff up, you, you know, I mean, on this one wall. It's like, hey, man, Dave Navarro just did a really crazy, nice piece. Why did you fucking cap it, motherfucker? Like, <laughs> it's like the public hasn't even seen it yet, you fucking retard. You know, I'm just saying, like, these types of uh, um, dynamics, okay, like, are the types of things that, like, you have to deal with. And for you to be able to organize a contest of, like, a, a, you know, guys from all over doing the wheat paste and, and stuff like that, I was just like, dude, big ups to this guy, man. Like, you know, uh, shout out to, Ur uh, you know, Earl, basically, Bubba. They, they, he, he kind of great. I can't say enough about uh, is it Bubba? Have yeah, you ever Bubba. seen that? Have yeah, you ever seen that commercial with the um, where you got like uh, it's out in a pasture and there's a shepherd there and then there's all these cats, you know, like cats, like dozens and dozens of cats just running all over the fucking place, you know, and it's a cat herder, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's what I imagine you it, it being like to try to. I, you know, get a, a, a you know bunch of street artists together like that. I always set the contest up a good six months in advance just because I wow. know how iffy artists are. So between <laughs> the six months, I'll lose about 10 different artists and constantly rotate the roster down to the end. Egos <laughs> are a big thing. So, um, yeah, even during the contest, I have people losing it, kind of getting mad at me about the situation with the contest. But uh, you got you, you got people signing up with no fake... good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> no, you I got no, you got people signing up with fake Instagram accounts just to vote, right? <laughs> hey, well, this is the funny thing about my contest. Okay, I'm inviting some of the bigger names on the internet. Some of them have a lot of followers, but uh, one of the rules to my contest is you can't advertise it. So somebody with seventy thousand followers, I'm gonna get somebody with a thousand followers kind of levels the playing field because they're not promoting it. Uh, if they were to, you would, of course, have a good couple thousand people showing up to vote for them. And that's kind of my way of keeping it at bay and keeping mm. it about the artwork and not so much about who's following it. Yeah. It's a, it so, sounds and, good in theory. So tell, it, tell me... A, it, 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 go ahead, you're fine. Tell me a little bit about this because I'm going to pull up the bracket real quick. But I mean, like, okay, so how many artists did you kind of, like, start initially? Tell us about the whole organization of this thing, man. Well, initially, I did it in 2018 before I got my little run-in. Um, and uh, it was, I had initially had like a, you know, graffiti character contest. It was just, I was just joking around with it one day and I, I threw the contest and it went really well. And uh, I was like, well, why not do something about wheat paste? You know, that was my next step to it. And uh, just because of the way I named it, you know, the North American Championship, it really everybody took it seriously it was like i had the most popular people on the internet i need to be in your thing i need to be in your contest <laughs> and when i realized i had that and i had that opportunity to run with something like that I, yeah i went with it and, and it's been nothing but great i get to meet and talk to some of the best artists in 
in the United States and in Canada. And um, yeah, I'm very humbled by it because this is people I never thought I'd talk to beforehand or have interactions with. Even you guys, I'm extremely flattered to be on your show. Cause, oh, dude, yeah, teacher, we're, we're, we're honored uh, to have you, bro. Nothing but great things and following you for a while. It's, 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 Thank it's you, awesome man. to, you know, just be able to interact with the community with the contest. Yeah, that's that's what we're all about too. Hell yeah, we, man! We so I'm gonna having a community. I'm gonna pull up this bracket real quick, okay? Um, just so you can kind of like, so so, is this still going on right now, or like, w- w- kind of like, I, what's cool? I loved about yeah, it, man. It was all that- over two weeks. The contest is done over Instagram stories. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. um, if you ask a question on there, it gives you a little poll. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would just put two pictures on there and pick who you like. It's very structured well where you can keep track of everybody who's voting and everything within the story. So it's very transparent. So if somebody had an issue with the contest, I could just throw the numbers right at them. It's all categorized and it's very simple to do. So that's how I run my contest is through the story. And uh, the format, I think over, I mean, since this is my, I've done a, my third contest, I've got the format down where it runs really smoothly. Amazing, man. Nice, when I, man. Well when done. I saw when I saw how you did it, I was like, dude, this is such a simple idea. And Instagram makes it like it kind of gives you the tools to do this, man. But I was just it thinking gives me the, a limited soundtrack, you know, to the thing. That was the best thing. You you throw in a commercial or anything, you're paying for rights on this music or and I got it all for free right there to take and it's not like you know it's it's perfect it's, it's really perfect Dude, that's what really helps make it a lot of times especially with kids these <clears> days man you get some some attractive tunes to go along with it man it makes it a lot easier yeah. i'm all about the music uh i don't talk a whole lot about myself or anything but uh, uh it sounds funny but through the instagram a lot said through my music so <laughs> um, i have fun with it i'm very selective and it's it's an important part of my instagram Hell yeah. No, I, I feel you, man, because especially, first of all, I'm a DJ, right? So it's like setting that kind of like background music for each uh, uh, episode that we kind of come on is, uh, in, in, I, I always take kind of like pride in, okay, like it depends on like what the artist talked about or like, you know, what I feel like represents this particular artist, man. So I feel you on that, man. Now, let me ask you, so who actually like won this year, man? It sounds crazy, but my good friend TV, TV had won this year. It was like, at the end, it was him and Happy Fangs. He had made this uh, huge fake news Bible that he was hanging off a roof with. And uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting contest. But yeah, my buddy ended up winning, which is a surprise to all of us. But yeah, it was TV Head ATX that ended up being the champion this year. Dude, congrats, congrats to them, him, man. man. Hell yeah. Well, this is the... Uh, yeah, this is the... I give him props. Um, I met him in town and... He's not so much a paster as he is. He likes making sculpture projects with TVs and putting them on top of buildings. And he's a different kind of artist. And, you know, he does paste, but he's uh, taught me a lot of different mediums on how to get my work out. It's kind of pushing me in a good direction. Uh, the crew's great because we're all kind of very different and have different ways of doing things. And, yeah, he's very interesting on the way he's taught me. And I'm teaching him my way as well. So we're That's all- what part of being a crew like that is all about, man. And and to have diversity like that is just gonna make your crew stronger, man. And each one in there is stronger as an artist. You know, you just you, you influence each other, you show each other your uh, you know, your techniques and everything and uh do collaborations and then uh you know, oh wow, that's so cool. Um the piece for that, those uh... of you who are just listening, James has pulled up uh, a big old uh Bible with fake news on it. Um where yeah, is got- this? I got posters from um, the contestants in the contest, and Happy Fang sent me that. And um, 
I, to say the least, I never got out and put anything quite that big up. I'm usually, I, I'm working on it, but uh, that was the biggest poster we had ever gotten up. I'd, uh, I had <laughs> How big is that? I mean, that, that's like, what, 12 by, 12 by 15, 16, 18, no, 20 feet maybe. Yeah, if you, there's a picture on my highlights of me next to it, and it gives you an idea of how tall it really is. Mm. Well, I'm well, guessing I, those are cinder blocks. Well, one thing I want to get, I don't want to get away from, uh, is that it's not wow. right next to an Earl piece. And we, <laughs> it's so big. We talked well, to that's Bubba a last story about Earl, I, I listened to your podcast when you uh, uh, did Earl, and um, you all talked about him running around with five or three five gallon barrels a night. So that day, me and my buddies went out and made that much pace. And we want to say we covered half the city in a night. And it was pretty incredible. I'm glad I got that information from him because it taught us a lot really quick. <laughs> I wouldn't nice. Surprised what you could do with that. Well, hell yeah, man. I mean, I mean, we actually, you know, got your contact through Bubba. And he was just saying, like, hey, man, you got you to gotta talk to this guy named Smack. He's running a co contest. And like I kept saying, I was like, a contest, man. I was like... I, I was like, a lot of people do like these kind of like street art scavenger hunt, like take a picture for their brand kind of contest. But I was like, ooh, this is like interesting because it's actually artists kind of head to head against the artist and how you were doing it in your Instagram stories. I was just like, dude, this is like so smart, man. So, uh, you know, just like I said, shout out to you, man. And, uh, and shout out to Thanks. TV head that, uh, you know, actually like winning that whole thing. Now, okay. One thing I got to ask you, are, are, are you a fan of like Slipknot at all, dude? Because like, that's what your crew kind of reminds me of, man. Like when I, <laughs> when I look at like, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you know, you guys it's seem like. <laughs> well, it was funny. We were thinking about, we thought about the Reservoir Dogs theme and everybody, well, TV heads had his whole get up for a good while. And we're like, well, why don't we try to dress up as our characters? And everybody just kind of winged it. Um, and uh it actually came out really, really fun. Yeah, I have the um, video right here, too. Let me pull it up right here for you guys. Uh, we'll watch the... That was the Partridge family's Doesn't Somebody Want to Be Wanted, followed by Edison Lighthouse's Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes, as K-Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s Weekend just keeps on trucking. Yeah, it's, it's, 
the whole intro to Reservoir Dogs with us. Uh. We had a Blue Dungeon Studios do it for us. Uh, he's been helping us out, and he did a really good job of uh, making the video and and pretty on point to uh, what. The I'm sorry, who was Reservoir that again? Who was who was that again? Blue. It, it should say there on. Um, Let me turn the volume a little bit down, just so. Uh, Okay, I'll look it up for you, right? I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> Love it, man. Yeah, it, it came out really, really good. Well, it's just nice and simple. You know what I mean? It's nice and simple. Uh, it's <laughs> well done. Dijon Studio. Um, yeah. Um, been more, he's been working with the crew and kind of helping us out with our video stuff. Just a friend of a friend and a great guy. And uh, yeah, he makes great video work. So to have that for the crew is is amazing and gives us this opportunity to really kind of do things a little different than other crews would. Oh, dude, it's very impressive, man. Well done. Yeah, it'll oh, say yeah. that. Shout out to Blue Gin Studios, man. Dude, that's amazing, man. And that you know what? That's the type of like next level shit on your uh, Instagram or, you know, marketing for artists that you need, man. It's like, dude, like I, I want to fucking go to this event now. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just super cool because it's like a whole like, you know, like it's like slip it's production. Wu-Tang Clan, like kind of all that good kind of stuff, like Reservoir Dogs mixed into one, man. And, and that that's what street art's all about, man. It's like, you, you know that edginess man that you know shout out to you guys man seriously man hell yeah super well dope done, man. Man. okay the, the so appreciates it <laughs> so dude man we i mean honestly we would love to have like some of these some of these guys on the podcast too in the future man and you know um obviously one day man when this pandemic's all over we're gonna head out to texas too man and we'd love to kind of hang out with you guys uh, a little bit you know all you guys together man it would be dope to get you guys all in a fucking room for a podcast or something man. you know what tell me uh what's what's it been like uh for you with the uh with the pandemic you know it um well i'm an essential worker so uh, what i can tell you about the COVID is that it was almost a blessing for me because i realized real quick that there was nobody outside uh and I took complete advantage of it and murdered the city because nice. Um, a lot of I noticed a lot of the artists weren't getting out and doing that kind of thing, and uh, me and my crew took total advantage of the situation. There was boards everywhere. It was just it was. Well, hey, you know what? The way I look at it, I was doing the same thing. Um, and the way I look at it is, look, man, these are the times that that people need artists and uh entertainers and you know and actors and, and comedians you know because they're going to be stuck sitting still for a while you know they need something to take their mind off of things and and things to you know give their minds other things to think about so um i think that's awesome man dude man yeah this is it, so cool it was different don't get me wrong we're in texas and everybody's already pretending like nothing's going on but no. uh, <laughs> but uh we we took it. Not as bad as Florida, dude. Down in Florida right now. I mean, DeSantis. You know what a nut job this guy. He's basically got them wide open now. You know they've got their number three in the in the coronavirus count, and he's like, man, fuck it, we're all good. You know this fucking guy. Oh my god. 
So embarrassed from the I'm, that's where I'm from, dude. I'm, oh, no. I'm from Florida. I'm from the panhandle of Florida, okay? Destin, Florida. That's where I'm from. You know that, that dude, uh, Gates, Matt Gates? Dude, this guy got a chin, like, bigger than Jay Leno's and a, and a hair height that's bigger than, uh, what was that, Kid and Play? Um, <laughs> he, uh, oh, the biggest moron of all the, the, in, the in the Senate or whatever uh, Congress is, Buckhead, Blockhead is in. Um, yeah, that's where I'm from, man. Um, well, at least you were smart enough to get out. Yeah, I got the fuck out. <laughs> there he is. Oh, not what that was. Did I, did I not exaggerate? I mean, look at this guy. My God. Yeah, this guy. Not familiar here's, with his name, but I've seen him enough to know I don't like Here's Matt him. Gates on Take Your Chin to Work With You Day. Oh. <laughs> well, you know what, man? It's, it's really interesting, man. I always like talking to people, like, the street artists from like all around the country, because at the end of the day, I feel like if you're doing kind of like street art, man, you're, you're doing it uh, for the, for, for different reasons, not necessarily like, Hey, I'm trying to like make a shit ton of money. It's like the realest, some of the realest art to me, you, you know what I mean? And us doing this show, man, it's cool because we get to talk to people from New York, we talk to people from like you in Texas, we get to talk to people from Europe, man. And then we kind of just get to hear everybody's opinion about these common issues like hey covid or hey what do you think of our president for, for example you, you, know, you know what i mean like <laughs> he's just shaking his head he's like uh, uh, no. that, that's what's cool i think it's cool about the street art scene though man it's just like a bunch of people that are kind of like you know doing some really real shit out there and then like uh you know none of these guys are paid off like some of these politicians man like <laughs> you know what i got a question for you i got a question for you smack what do you think of the idea of just going without a president. That'd actually be a great idea. I think that's a great, I mean, already it's a, that, that part of the government is already rigged regardless with yeah. the electoral college. So um, yes. it's not a fair fight. I think why, if it's not fair, it shouldn't be there. So yeah, why don't we just run with the Congress and the Senate maybe? We have maybe a, my reasoning also is, I mean, just the basic idea of having a president is to start a country, okay? You're 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 showing a precedence, literally a precedence. You're 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 starting a government. And you're showing people how to live, okay? That's when you need a president, possibly, okay? But only if you all believe in one religion, okay? Because if you're going to have a president, and then you have a country that is free religion, how are you going to represent all those religions? with one president especially if he's christian okay buddhism is the opposite of christianity i mean you know there's a there's some big problems with the with all that right so you know i think we should have done away with the presidency a long time ago i think it is one of Gotta the most divisive counsel, things <laughs> you know i, I think Honestly, it's one of the most just throw the constitution in the trash can but that's just <laughs> <good>. <laughs> no there's some good things to it there are, there are some Yes, but parts. there's a lot of bad things to it, too. I'd say it's yes. just, it just needs to be updated correctly or just start from scratch with that thing. I think we deserve a constitution, just not that one. <laughs> well, you know what? The good thing about the constitution and what the forefathers, the reason why they made it the way they made it is that it can be amended. It can be changed. You know, they didn't just say, here's the rules. That's it. You know, luckily they were, uh, you know, smart enough to know that times are going to change and that, you know, they needed to leave a way to, to be able to change it. Now, unfortunately, we're just so afraid to change anything, you know. 
Yeah, well, that's the problem. Like with the gun control, I mean, a lot of people get killed with guns all the time. And regardless if you try to change that even halfway or a little bit, you're going to have half the people in the country just straight lose it. Yeah. So, you know, it's like I said, it's the divisiveness of the country right now. You really can't move anything one way or the next. What do you think is going to happen with the uh, with the election? I think. Trump do you think there'll be a clear winner, or do you think we're going to have to wait a week or two or a month? Well, the way the Republicans are gearing it, it's to, it's going to be contested nonetheless. So, right. uh, it, I'm assuming a couple of weeks, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be overnight at all. They're already talking that they're going to make it happen that way. So, I'm assuming yeah. it will. Yeah, I mean, I think the smartest thing to do right now is just to prepare, you know, ourselves, prepare your mind to accept that it's going to take, you know, maybe a month or so before we figure out who the president is. Well, it depends on guys, how one side is initially. I think if this is definitely a landslide on one side, it wouldn't really matter at that point. But if it's true. anywhere near close, it's going to take a good while. Do you guys true. remember in 2000 um, when they, uh, the Bush. The Bush election. The well, yeah, in Florida. Thanks. That's why I got the fuck out. <laughs> really? Is that is that is that the uh, was that the catalyst teach? No, dude. I, okay. I didn't give a shit back then. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I didn't so, have yeah. any kids, man. I was like, fuck all this shit. It doesn't make any <laughs> difference in my life. And none of this would. None of this would. If I didn't have kids, my gosh, dude, I have friends that like live down in Nicaragua and, and Costa Rica, and they're like, dude, why don't you come down here? You know, like one friend put this thing up on his Instagram, and there's him on a on a paddleboard on the sunset it's beautiful you know and it said my life before uh you know trump was elected and then it's the same exact picture below it and it said my trump after you know my life after trump was elected you know what i mean like <laughs> well what i'm saying nobody, is I, you know but <clears throat> in 2000 when when that shit was like uh uh going down um i remember it took like a little bit too right you, you know what i mean so it took like a little bit for them to like count that it shit. was about a about a week, I think, with that that's, one. Yeah, that's what I remember it being like a week yeah, or so. And, and another thing I want to bring up, And then man. Gore, Gore conceded. That's what happened. Gore was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> it's uh, it was a pretty close election. So, um, you know what? Wow, you guys go ahead and take it this time, you know. Um, we'll get it next time, okay? That's a pretty. That's I know a pretty that's a fucking... horrible gore impersonation, but that's the best I got. Old white man doing old white man. <laughs> no, that's actually pretty good. No, but one other thing is like you know, in two thousand actually, um, it was a light scare. But if you think about it, Y two K was a big fucking deal for a second. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. And if you guys don't, uh, if you guys forget, people were hoarding toilet paper as well during that period of time too. Man. Really. Yes, because you know why? I was I was watching a fucking episode of King of the Hill the other day, which is hey, dude, shout out to Texas, man. Fuck, I don't know if you love King of the Hill, but anyways, they were recapping that whole fucking situation, and then uh, uh you know, you know, and they're they're basically going down the aisle, and then like, oh yeah, all the toilet paper's gone too. So I'm just saying, if we literally look back at this, this is not the first. It's not so unprecedented, actually, that you know we're gonna have an election that we don't know the results too clearly. People think it's the end of the world. I mean, literally- Here's, here's what we need to prepare for, okay? Wait a second, here's what the, the best thing you can do is don't listen to all the bullshit that's going on while they're trying to figure it out, okay? Because that's when, uh, you know, like all the other countries have an opportunity to start throwing in tons of propaganda saying, this is what's going on, man, this is what's going on. This is what, you know, I'm just gonna throw up all this bullshit, trying to get people to freak out and, and do it like, 
um, this is this is one of the few times in my life where um, I you know I, I wouldn't mind carrying some kind of protection like here at the house because if there was ever going to be a time that people start rioting and just going crazy that would be the time because there's so many people that have lost their jobs and are not going to get them back okay because of the coronavirus and then all of a sudden the the, the election goes crazy too yeah then they're just that's going to be like the the straw that breaks the camel's back for a lot of people and um yeah so i'm 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 going to be hunkered down and uh <laughs> hoping that things you know pass with as little violence and and you know uh death as possible but unfortunately i think that you know there's going to be some problems mag well, i got you... about six friends recently that i know that just re uh filed to get a firearm and you're not the only one saying it um i think people are really oh dude all the, about... the the weapons stores are, are like empty shelved <laughs> people are are gunning up right now you know well, I'm in Texas. We have super stores of guns here, so <laughs> we're, we're, we've we got, got some four minutes. Yeah, I it's literally Mac. walked into a super store of guns. Believe that or not, they, they exist. It's funny, man. Like, you, you know, it, you, you, like, speak a certain way about Texas. It's, like, very interesting to me, man, because partially you're like, ah, this is home. Like, you, you, you know what I mean? And um, I, I can see it's, like, is Austin, Austin is like a college town, right? So there's a lot of like uh, left-leaning people. It's the oasis to, to Texas. It's the one place that's not like the rest. <laughs> um, you go 10 miles out of the city limits, you're right back into it again. But yeah, the city is very conservative, uh, very, very liberal uh, where the state is not. But yeah, you drive outside of the city limits a little ways. There's nothing but trunks, trunks, trunks with Trump flags everywhere. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I had an interesting time in Austin. Um, <laughs> it was back during, um, I guess it was 1997, actually, because that was when I worked for this company called Model Search America. Okay. And we were in Austin uh, staying at the Dreskill, um, which I think was on 6th Avenue or something like that. Yeah, it's downtown. And if there's ever been a time, there's been a few times where I've stayed at places and if felt like there was um if there was ever you know like the the possibility of ghosts being somewhere like it was at this hotel i had some wicked dreams and it was it was a little bit crazy um but yeah so myself the president of model search america and two other guys were there and we partied like kings um and just had the greatest time there. And I just thought it was a really beautiful uh, town. And then you got, I guess it was the lake there. It's uh, yeah, close we have, by. Uh, it's Lady Bird Lake now. But, uh, the real Austinites call it Town Lake. They renamed it. So we uh, know where, <laughs> it's kind of how we can tell somebody's from out of town when they tell us Lady Bird Lake. <laughs> but, uh, hey, let me ask but, uh, you. Yeah, it, what are your... Uh, beautiful city. What are your top yeah. barbecue spots, man? Uh, Terry Black's or what? What's your what's your t barbecue yeah. joint? Hands down, Black's barbecue. Uh, I'll actually drive out of town to get it. They have a, I want to say it's in Lockhart. Um, it's just outside of Austin. They actually have them in Austin now, but um, I just prefer to go to the original and just do it the right way because it just it's a little different when you go to the original <laughs> store itself. Okay, now Smack, have you been out to LA before? 
I have not. I, me and my traveling is very. I haven't really gotten a whole, done a whole Texas, lot of traveling. Like Texas kind of, is a big Texas place, man. You know what I mean? Like Texas, like you guys have your own. You guys are like your own country but out Texas there. Texas is like <laughs> the size of Alaska. It's actually half is like half of America is Texas. I've driven across it plenty of fucking times where I work for the model search. I drove to every town that was basically over 60,000 population from Amarillo, Lubbock, Odessa, Midland, San Angelo, Tyler, Denton, um, Wichita Falls, um, Corpus Christi, San Pedro, um, just like all over Texas. And I can tell you that whoever made the maps got it wrong. It's much bigger than it is on the maps, dude. There's no way. This is one of the only states I've ever driven across and actually saw a jackrabbit and it had a backpack. Okay. Oh <laughs> they have antlers, dude. This fucking jackrabbit. No. Come on, man. Think I'm bullshitting you? No, it's huge. I, I drove to New Mexico once and that wasn't even driving through all of Texas. And I thought that was too much driving. And that's just a state over. But I want to oh, say, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that, I was just like, that little stretch from San, San Antonio there's to there's like. The, to look at. Yeah, man, okay. they got a bunch of speed traps there too, man. I, I mean, I mean, one time, like, uh, yeah, I got, I got some tickets in Texas. I, I've driven actually to to uh, Austin one time too, and to Houston one time too, from California, man. And dude, that shit's a bitch. They have some weird old old time laws there as well. Um, yeah, just depending on what county you're in, you can run through a wrong one and just have some just off the wall laws there. But it just depends on how small the town is, really. You got like some Barney Fife yes, motherfucker as uh, a <laughs> as as your yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, and like, from like what I remember the speed traps they, they, they're there and uh, you'll be going seventy miles an hour and then a thirty mile an hour sign pop out of nowhere behind a bush and <laughs> that's pretty much it for the other towns yeah there. No, straight yeah. up man it, it, yeah man and dude if you don't know man you driving across texas if you're in an rv or if you're in a bus or something like that dude you better not be fucking carrying any weed man like you know what i mean oh because, shit no oh yeah because because if they will fucking march those dogs like right up into your into your shit into your colon <laughs> they will they will do the cavity search with the damn dog paw man it, it is um and you know what also i remember from from dallas the, the way they did the streets, the on-ramps and the off-ramps. Um, have you ever been to Dallas, Smack? It's a death trap. I, every time Thank I go to you. Dallas, you, get on, you get on one freeway and have to drop five lanes to exit immediately. And it's, uh, yeah, I, if I go up there, I usually stay to the Fort Worth area because the freeway is a little more normal. But, yeah, <laughs> Dallas, every time I go, I'm just like, I, I feel like I'm going to kill myself. Yes. Yeah. Well, hey, Thank you know you. what? I, I, um dude it's pretty much been an hour but i want to just do our check your feed real quick because you have so much cool art here i don't want to we kind of just been chatting man i don't want to get um away from uh your, your art man because like we had so many people to kind of just like request you and people members of your crew man that we're just like hey man we got to get this guy on so we play the sound effect real quick check your feed check your, check feed. your feed check your feed check your feed check your feed hell yeah man so, dude, I'm so happy that you told us, like, a little bit background story about the uh, Jabberwockies kind of, like, symbol, dude. Because you have taken this, like, <laughs> you've taken this, like, little, like, red hat guy, dude, to, like, the next level, man. I love, like, the creativity and the different types of designs. I love, like, this Michael Jordan Smack, one here. You have, a, you have a plethora of ideas with this hat. 
Yes, I do. And it works for me because I can put it on anything. It doesn't have to be a cartoon. It can be a person. It kind of, it really helps my art kind of be open-ended, I think. Yeah, iconic, man. What I love is like, you know what? Kids these days, they don't even know who this is. They just know Michael Jordan as the sad crying face guy. How how sad Mm -hmm. is that? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No idea who Eric Jordan is. (laughs) I love the Simpsons influence, man. I love the Street Fighter, man. I, I feel like... I literally like grew up in the same same time as you do this say anything uh, I, uh, you, you know what I mean paster man are these big or how big are these <laughs> that's a uh, 224 by 36 combined oh nice um, nice okay this is so those are cinder blocks so this is so meta we man we do a lot of 24 by 36 sizes on the prints otherwise we're trying to make stencils there you go <laughs> we got this picture of a uh, uh, you know you know the the guy from say anything Holding up a phone. John Cusack. John Cusack. There you go. He's one of my favorite actors. I don't know why his name slipped. But anyway, it's very meta, man. I love how you include your like own pieces in, inside this. You know, I mean, and you got you guys got you got different ones too, like this OJ sticker. That's <laughs> you, you know, I mean, like <laughs> lots of super dope stuff, man. Dude, who's this honey right here, man? Tell me this is like your lady or something, dude. <laughs> oh no, no, that's uh, don't tell her I used her picture. All right. Uh, but... <laughs> don't. It's some girl off the internet is pretty much all it was. <laughs> For sure. Oh, yeah, man. No, I mean, As like... As an said, artist, I, I appreciate it. Totally, man. And, uh, dude, so where did this symbol come from, man? I mean, like, is there any, like, you know, I mean, it has, it's, it's really cool, man. Like, that's, that's the, the funny thing about that is I did that with my finger on a phone. And uh, when I first started it, I never changed it. It's still my finger on a phone drawing an S. That's why it is. <laughs> I see it. That's dope, though. That's dope. I love kind of finding the. Hey, when you nail something, you nail it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just never bothered to change it. It looks very basic, but it, everybody knows what it is, so I kept it. Fallout, nice. man. Dude, different stuff, man. Dude, it's just super cool, man. Dude, hell yeah, dude. And again, I got to give it to you, man. You know, just working with all these people to do this whole contest, man. Oh, you know, it's absolutely amazing. Tell us a little bit about the female paster one that you're you're doing right now at the moment well like i said i said about six months in advance and everybody from the response on this one mentioned that i should throw one for the ladies and uh they're a big part of my following um and i said why not you know the ladies need to be spotlighted somewhat um why not do it for them but i think it's a good idea and why not i i kind of enjoy doing these types of things so i said you know i'll do two a year i'll do the ladies one and then i'll have the normal standard pasters contest as well how many times have you done the ladies one? Very cool. No, no, this is the first time for the ladies one. I had the contestants from this contest mention that they that I should do it. So there were mm. three or four girls that were like, well, we weren't represented enough in the contest. There was only four or five girls. Can we have our own contest? And, and I said, why not? You know, I I felt like I could do it. Hell yeah, man. We gotta get. Oh, we always gotta give the ladies. You know, I mean, there are some opportunity too. This is a very male heavy dominated scene. You know what I mean? And we always try to showcase the yeah, ladies. Yeah, that's that, absolutely true. That try to get up as and well. I'm just all about the culture. Just as long as people know about weed pasting and kind of. My thing was when I first had the contest and I, I was asking for people to join. The you would be surprised how many people didn't even know what weed paste was. They thought we were putting big stickers on. I was like, that'd be so expensive to be throwing big vinyl stickers like that up. But um, yeah, I had to explain to everybody, no, we're using glue. We're putting these on, on, on transformer boxes or walls or whatever we could find. And uh, that, that, that's my main purpose with this was when I got into the scene that 
the majority of the graph community still didn't know what we were doing. Right. So That's just to get crazy. them. I'm sorry, dude, I'm just laughing because um, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, you get this, if one of those actually was a sticker, like how much that would cost, like, I don't know, 70 or $100 or something like that, like a three foot by four foot sticker. And then like, you, you're going to have to have your friend help you putting it on, you know, and then as you're going on, if you crinkle that thing once, it's like, oh, man, fuck. Yeah. The, thought, the thought of a sticker that big just sounds like a bad <laughs> It's yeah, not a good I was, idea. I was genuinely surprised on how many individuals had no idea what Wheat Craze was just two years ago. That's crazy, man. Uh, no, now, it wouldn't now, surprise me, man. Wouldn't surprise me. Can we get an endorsement for uh, from you for Earl's Lube Paste, man? For Bubba. You have the stuff. I, 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 I didn't even really know what the product was when I initially asked him because I'd never used it myself. But then, I, of course, he, I ordered some, got some for myself, and it's great. It works. It stays up. Uh, it does not mold. Um, you have to lay it down thick like you would a normal wheat paste nonetheless, but great product. And I don't run out with anything but, but Earl's paste now. It's, it, it's, what it's, does it smell like? It smells minty fresh. <laughs> and that's why <laughs> I think it smells like the Earl. I've come I mean, close so many times just being like, well, okay, I have tasted it. I actually have tasted it. Oh, no. um, <laughs> Doesn't taste like anything, really. It's just pasty. Dude, we just we just recorded we just recorded great, great commercial for Bubba right now. Okay. <laughs> Say that again. No, I, I'd recommend it to. I actually recommend it for uh, for everybody because I'm here in Texas. It gets hot, and when it rains, it's gonna mold. And uh, as much work as I put up, it's kind of kind of productive to have it molding on you. So, a small investment in some actual paste that works is a good idea. I mean, there's other ways to do it, but as far as I can tell. Earl's goes on the way I want it to and stays up. Hell yeah, man. I, I do. There I, you go. I think, you know, we went, we went an hour, man. And I think that's a nice way to end it, man. The person who uh, introduced oh, wow. us basically to you, man. We want to, like I said, man, dude, regardless of whatever, I, I would love to have Earl uh, Luke Pace as a, a sponsor of this show in the future, but I want to make sure everybody's making some money. You know, I'm especially uh, Bubba for uh, like inventing this stuff, man. I, I wouldn't want to take money All from the work that went into figuring it out and everything too, you know, exactly, and man. He's not making a, he's not making a huge chunk of change on this at all. You know, the way he's marketing it and, and having to, to deal with the, you know, the, the subcontractors and stores and stuff like that. So we like to help out when we can. Hell yeah, man. Great guys. But, uh, I think he's working on actually getting into real stores like Hobby Lobby, you know, and other places. It's just a matter of time. He's going to get there. His product's good enough to be sold in these stores, and it should be in these stores. Hell yeah, yeah man. <laughs> it could be like regular uh, wallpaper paste. It's even better than that. Yes, that's, it is. That's true. That's true. It's definitely better than the wallpaper paste. <laughs> there you go, man. Dude, that's a fucking endorsement, man, from the creator of, you know, the, uh, the, the contest of North American Street Pacer Championships, man, you know, sponsored by Earl Loop Pace, man. Dude, Smacks, thank you so much for joining us today, man. I mean, I, like I said, I know this is kind of last minute, man. We appreciate you, man. And, uh, you, you know, is there anything else uh, you want to share with us, man, before you sign off, dude? Actually, just come check out my show on the 10th, guys. If you're in the Austin area, I got uh, Julian uh, Rivera. I got Dace, the Cat Colt, me, uh, Joke DT, Collective 2 and TV head at the show. Just come check us out. Hell yeah, man. That's on October 10th, basically, right? 902 yes, East 5th Street in Austin, Texas.
Yep, 7011. We have some drinks for you if you want to have a drink. That should be a nice little show. Hell yeah, we're, man. Dude, I wish I was in Dawson, man. I'd love to come see that. We'll promote the shit well, out of Next time we have a show, you'll, we'll make sure to give you a little heads up on that one. This was very spur of the moment. We got it together all within the month. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, we were really – I'm so busy putting out – That's work a crew crazy. right there. If you can pull some together that fast, that is a good crew right there. It's an amazing crew. I can't say enough of good things about the DTS. That's the Dream Team Supreme. There's other members around. We got TRP out of Canada. We got Canna Killer. We got Tuma Virus overseas. There's other members, but the core group is in awesome taste. Dream Team awesome, Supreme, man. man. I love that name. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Smack. It's all about the name. Oh, yeah. Smack, thank you so much for joining us today, man. And we're going to promote the shit out of this show, man. And next time we're in Texas or if you're ever in L.A., man, please stop by. And, uh, you know, like I said, you already probably know a lot of the guys that paced up like Sellout, Bubba, a lot of these guys that were in, in your contest, man. So, uh, you know, thank you so much for joining us. Today. Can you drop your uh, uh, Instagram one more time for the audience? Yeah, it's uh, Smack1. It's SM4CK underscore one. Hell yeah, Looking man. Forward. There's a whole lot of smacks, and I want to be a little different. So my four's in there to kind of make it easier to find me, I guess. Hell yeah. Good. That's what I was just going to tell people is that, yes, he actually said SM4CK, okay? Understood. And uh, if you look at that, it actually does look like it says smack. So, um, dude, thanks right. so much. Really appreciate your time. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I'll see you As well man. as your efforts, man. Your Hell efforts yeah, in the our community. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. The audience, you. love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace.